Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collins. And today we're going to take a look at the Vamps on their uh, 10-year anniversary tour. So they called it the uh, Greatest Hits Tour. Okay, right, so it's a four-truck show. They have a thrust and a lower stage to B stage. So it's going to be an interesting pit and it's also a seated event. So why are they doing a pit if it's a seated event? Because why not? <laughs> it's a simple answer, but at the end of the day, yeah, everyone has to mojo or barrier the stage if they're a uh, band in case some, some nutcase comes up and uh, assaults or even kills someone, which has happened in the past. Not in this country, but people have been got up on the stage and started people in this but not the murders. Anyways, I digress. So, their thrust is basically a nice little walkway onto the B stage and the B stage is halfway into the arena floor and there are going to be seats either side of this and yes, they're just currently laying the seats out ready to go because most of this build is actually done. So stage left and stage right you've got an AD screen. I'm not sure what type of screen it is off the top of my head at the moment because they've got a test uh, they've got a test screen on there and you can't exactly tell if it's the uh, modern black LED. Yeah in fact it is a modern black LED screen because I can see the uh, back screen on the back wall of the stage. And it would typically be the same type of uh, screen is near enough complete they just doing the finishing touches on it and it's actually missing a few sections of panels uh, but that's done deliberately because so has the stage left and stage right missing a few panels here and there and that's done deliberately because on the stage are the missing panels and what do you mean by that well got the missing bits of screen standing freely on the stage as part of the set. So attached to uh, parts of the band risers, uh, bits standing up in the vertical plane and some in the horizontal plane as well. And the whole uh, drum riser has completely got a fascia of LED screen. So that's how they've done it. And I would put money on that the section of screens that are missing and put on the stage are going to show those bits of the images in their new position so it's a nice bit of clever uh, it's a nice bit of clever planning that actually really really clever so lighting bar wise they've got two lighting bars and you've got some bars on the outside as well in the vertical position but I can't see your lights on those so I guess they're being used as feeder trusses uh, sending power along to the front truss etc on the upstage bar which is LX1 because you've got front of house bar uh, which is in front, just in front of the stage. Um, yeah, so you've got LED profiles on both upstage and downstage bars. You have mole phases on the upstage and on the downstage bars facing the audience. And you also have a load of the AD strobe flood units as well. On the floor of the stage so far, they've started to put some lights out and they look like they're the LED profile units they probably would have some more lights on the stage as time goes on but it's a little bit too early to say in fact they're bringing out some AD batons as we speak 
probably to light up the front of the uh, thrust section of stage. The line arrays are up, they're one wide and they are 12 deep and set slightly back in the 45 degree position for surround sound effects. They're, yet again they're one wide and they are eight deep. So not that tasty of a sound system but they also have a load of subs stage left and stage right uh, going from the edge of the stage into the thrust and that is one seven subs on each side so 14 subs which that's where the meat is and uh, you've got the veg on top and every other uh, sub has a front fill so you've got the first one then a gap second one gap third one gap fourth one and then yet again it's repeated on uh, the other side of the stage so that's where you're getting the meat of the uh, sound system so they don't they're not overpowering anything they don't need to and we'll hear that sound quality later on i would put money that they're going on at clarity rather than excessive volume front of house wise uh, they've near enough uh, got that all set up and they've got a camera perch in the mixer area as well so that's obviously going to do the close-ups and get put on the screens and that is all i can say for now so we'll be back after this coming back to master x media we have the x review and if you don't know what the x review is or was and will be again it's where i go and do a reaction video to music videos so you get genuine reactions and most of the time they are on the fly surprise reactions because I would not have seen the videos that I've been reacting to and I do feel like it's a very honest representation of music so if you like to listen and watch reaction videos the link is in the description and we're back so the Vamps are a British pop band consisting of Brad Simpson, James Britton McVeigh, Connor Ball and Tristan Evans. They formed in 2012 and signed to Mercury Records which is now Virgin EMI Records in the November of the same year. In 2017 they had their first number one in the UK album shot with Night and Day, Night Edition. The first two albums Meet the Vamps and Wake Up are both certified gold in the UK. The Vamps have also launched their own record label, Steady Records, and they are working in partnership with EMI Universal. The first act to sign with them was the American band called The Tide. In 2018, guitarist McVeigh participated in the 18th series of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here and finished in 5th place. They have continuously toured worldwide since their debut in 2012, and they are the first band to headline London's O2 Arena five times in a row. James McVeigh was already managed by Richard Rashman and Joe O'Neill of Prestige Management, decided he wanted to form a band. McVeigh subsequently discovered Bradley Simpson in 2011 through YouTube. Together, the pair wrote songs towards the later months of 2011, with Simpson later becoming the lead singer. In 2012, Simpson and McVeigh met Tristan Evans through Facebook. The trio then met Connor Ball via a mutual friend. In mid-2012, the band started uploading cover songs to their YouTube channel by October. They are being described as a new boy band, with special attention given to their YouTube performance of One, Di of One Direction's song Live While We're Young. 
The group have been compared to One Direction and labelled as a boy band since their first fame in late 2012, a label which continued to be applied in 2014. The band disagree with the stereotyping, pointing to the fact that they formed by themselves, they are not the product of a record producer, and they play their own instruments. They have been inspired by McFly, Blink-182, Ed Sheeran, Mumford & Songs, Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. Bradley Will Brad Simpson was born on the 28th of July 1995, oh, he's a little baby, and is from Sutton Coldfield at West Midlands in England. He sings lead vocals and plays guitar. James Daniel Britton McVeigh was born on the 30th of April 1993 and is from Bournemouth, Dorset, England, and he, was, he is the lead guitarist and backing vocals. Connor Samuel John Ball was born 15th of March in 1996 in Aberdeen, Scotland. He is from Hatton, Warwickshire, England and plays bass guitar and sings backing vocals. And Tristan Oliver Vance Evans is born on the 15th of August 1994 and is from Exeter, Devon in England and plays the drums and sings backing vocals. And their discography is Meet the Vamps in 2014, Wake Up in 2015, Night and Day Night Edition in 2017 and Night and Day Day Edition in 2018 and Cherry Blossom in 2020. In 2015 they won from the Scottish Awards, Scottish Fashion Icon of the Year, really, and BBC Radio One Teen Awards in the in 2016 for Best British Group. The Vamps have supported McFly on their Memory Lane tour in April and May 2013, and Selena Gomez at London's Hammersmith Apollo on the 7th and 8th of September in 2013. In October, it was announced that the Vamps would support Taylor Swift on the London leg of her Red Tour in February 2014, and the Wanted on the UK and Ireland leg of their Word of Mouth World Tour from 14th of March to, April, to the 1st of April. On the 12th of February 2014, the band announced that they will be head that they will be headlining their own UK tour in September and October 2014 to support their new debut album. They also went on to several tours in Asia and the UK and North America. They had their world tour in 2016 to support their second album and had several tours to support the release of the ninth edition of their third album. The band announced their upcoming USA 2018 tour in the four and the Four Corners tour in 2019 to support the release of the day edition of their third album. So that's all we got about the Vamps. Now hopefully that's enough information on them i'm gonna lie i'm not gonna lie to you this is the second time i've actually seen the vamps because before i started the podcast when i was on their last tour before the pandemic i uh, worked on that shade there as well and there are a few uh, visual similarities between the two show between the two shows but i won't go into that and uh spoil it but we're gonna leave it like that we'll be back after this So not only does Monster X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. 
Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle and the links for all of these books are in the description below. And we're back, so everything is now fully built. And it's an interesting setup today. So, stage left and stage right, alongside the thrust section, you have a special security cordon for special ticket holders who basically have standing tickets. And what we've done is we've done the mojo going in front of the uh, stage where it normally goes, and then up to the uh, line of the edge of the uh, thrust section is another set of mojo on both sides basically uh, creating a secondary pit and a nice little dance area for those standing tickets on both stage left and stage right bit of a pain in the bum to uh, put in but it works yes it definitely definitely works and it and when you have an interesting pit like that you have a lot of very deserving fans who will completely enjoy this close-up experience because not many people will be able to see the band up and close like that it's just not going to happen only when they come to the furthest point downstage on the thrust but then it's a seat it's a seated event for everyone else so you're not really gaining anything if you, unless you're on the front two rows of the seated area oh well that's just how it goes and if you've got the money to uh, buy one of these expensive standing tickets then you have the money we'll be back after this the world Carnarvon crescent by paul collis from master x major when a neighbourhood dispute explodes into an all-out war. So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent. They soon become aware of the troublesome next-door neighbour who makes a point of living in her house for over 50 years. From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant dislike into him and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The aminosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. And we're back so the vamps live the show the lights went down at the top of the show and a strange sci-fi vt started up it was as though 
it was artificial intelligence like a like a computer avatar and whatnot um, in green kind of semi matrixy lots of uh, internet kind of glitchy and then the band started up I said the band the drums started up with the um, weird sound as the kabuki dropped the uh, stage was just flooded with bright lights and what they did was they kept the lights quite basic really and I'll get onto why that was in a bit but it was uh, near enough a, co a constant wash on the stage either white light or a blue talk state and a little bit dark here and there but it was predominantly bright with lots of colours lots and lots of colours and what they done was flash and trash some of the uh, strobe flood units as well as the profile units which were mainly used to, for sweeping into the audience and uh, making emphasis points on uh, on the music so a bit of a stabby bit with the guitar for example and uh, those uh, profile units would uh, just follow that beat as well now the reason why they didn't go intricate with it and that is because the screens, the LED panels, the LED screen panels, they just completely outshone most of their lights. And they knew that to start with, so they didn't they didn't try and program stuff that couldn't be seen. And that's why it was done like that. They kept it nice and simple. Underneath the thrust, well, the, the thrust stage was made out of, uh, well, it was uh, skinned with uh, with metal grills. A pro yeah like a proper grate yeah and underneath the stage you had a load of uh, LED uh, units facing upwards just giving a nice up light feel from the grills very 1980s uh, it would have been done back in the day with parkans past 64s uh, or maybe even 36s depending on how big the room is but for an arena like this it would have been past 64s loads of them Anyways, we're not back in the 80s, we're in modern times. So they had uh, AD fixtures which could become any colour. And it was just up lighting through the grills. And it was nice, uh, a nice classic effect used uh, in a modern situation, which is always good to see. Also, the vamps were constantly picked up by fodder spots, traditional style fodder spots. And I believe that the reason why they had traditional style follow spots rather than the robo spots is it's that time of year. The show was live today on the 1st of December. And what does the 1st of December signify, I hear you ask? It's panto season. So all the brand new lights are either on uh, big tours, I mean bigger tours than this one, and there's nothing wrong with this uh, tour being the size it is, but there are bigger sh shows which will uh, command the more money. But, Panto season. They're going to have all the lovely robo spots on the uh, Pantos because it's easier to uh, light. So we had the traditional fodder spots here, which, to be honest, I prefer the traditional fodder spots to robo spots. But then again, that is my preference. And they were constantly lit by the follow spots. And the only time that the follow spots stopped picking them up was when it went to talk state, i.e. blue, and it only light up the person, the one person that was uh, talking at the time. Or they'd completely fade off in a blackout. 
when I say fade off it would be more of a snap off and if I was like designer or someone fading off on something like that I would go mad but that's my preference now sound wise it wasn't loud at all which is a good thing because they went for clarity and there's a lot there was a lot of clarity within that mix platinum standard clarity guys platinum standard and that sound system was tuned so well I heard them when they was tuning it they were uh, making sure that it wasn't reflecting into the glass panels on the level one balconies that's how intricate they had this sound system tuned which was great it was really great they thought of everything and it had impeccable sound and, at, and even at some points during the show the uh, audience were a lot louder than the band according to my decibel meter that's for sure <laughs> every time they screamed they're about on average five decibels louder than the band makes you think really it does make you think now how was the show from the audience point of view well as i said they were loud constantly constantly screaming they were loving the vamps they really loved them and they probably would do absolutely anything for the vamps uh, just to get a hug or a kiss definitely a kiss uh, but <laughs> but that is uh, ladies for you uh, they become all irrational when there is a boy band performing and that's not me being sexist i'd like to see anyone else just um i'd like to see anyone else compare that compare them to anything else they've seen and i've seen many shows in my time and i've seen many shows where it's a boy band on and the girls just go absolutely wild they're just like possessed beasts you can't stop them and they'll just go and scream and scream and scream and scream and then pass out and then and then when they wake up they'll scream again and yet i'm trying not to be i'm trying not to sound sexist but that's kind of what happens with a predominantly female audience watching a load of uh, young men that they would just desire and even with the older ladies in the audience they would desire these boys more than a morning mimosa yes they would but performance wise how was uh, the vamps well they had the audience eating at the palm of their hands they were energetic they were on the guitars were all completely wireless so they could move up and down the stage that's the whole point of having the thrust section that deep into the audience and having audience uh, left and right standing up so they could go and sing down closer to the uh, ladies who parted with a lot more money to get that close to the band and they were a very very polished machine you know everything well oiled everything polished and along with their platinum quality sound they could do no wrong really they could not do no wrong and i'm not a fan of the vamps because i i don't like boy bands and yes they are a boy band they may try and deny it even though what sets them apart is they play all their own instruments perfectly they're still a boy band but then again so was the beatles they were a boy band too i digress the audience loved the every part of their performance they're moving around they're energetic they were interacting with the audience and each other 
equally as well and they could do no wrong for their fans thank you for listening to today's podcast if you've enjoyed today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share and if you haven't already done so why not check out more content from master x media by clicking the link in the description below and we should catch you next time bye for now <laughs>